We're on location in the penthouse of a fashion icon with a passion for crystals, feathers, fur, sequins, and every shade of white. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the story behind her success. Yolanda Salucci is known as the goddess of glitz, and her book, Beyond the Glitz and Glamour, tells the story of her rise in the fashion industry. She is a trailblazer who started building her empire long before the glass ceiling that held women back had been broken. She's a powerhouse with a heart of gold, a visionary who had no doubt that whatever she put her mind to, she could do. All it took was a lot of hard work and a passion for style. As we sat together in her penthouse overlooking the Boston skyline, I asked Miss Yolanda to take us back to her very humble beginnings. I grew up in a household full of love. Not much money, but lots of love that kept us all together. Dad worked two jobs. Mom was a homemaker. It was a very modest home at the end of an alleyway across the street from a junkyard, believe it or not. But it was cozy and warm and the neighbors were great. The days when you could go out and leave the house open without locking doors. We lived a great life. No heat in your bedroom. A cold place to be. Yeah, well, we did sleep with flannel pajamas, of course, and double socks, sometimes even a coat. And we'd snuggle in in one bed because we didn't have several bedrooms. There was no heat on the second floor. I'm going to guess that family was everything. Did you have extended family that lived around you as well? Absolutely. My grandmother just lived over the fence in the house across the way. It was fun because if I, my mom said no, I'd jump the fence to grandma and she'd say yes, of course, (laughs) like all grandmothers do today. (laughs) You know that only too well. You learned your work ethic from your father. What did he do for a living? Tell us about your dad. Uh, He worked at the Hood Rubber Company for 50 years. He walked to work every day, miles and miles, and then he finally got an old Ford. We're at the end of an alleyway, so my dad got up every morning extra early, and he would have to shovel his way out. Rain, snow, sleet, he went to work. Your mother told you that you could do anything that you set your mind to. And there's a story about you wanting a prom dress that you knew your family couldn't afford. Tell that story. I know. I came home one day and said to mom that I was invited to the prom and I needed a dress. And my girlfriend was shopping at Grover Cronin's and her dad and mom had a very prosperous life and they allowed her to buy whatever she wanted. And I dreamed of it but we couldn't afford it. So mom said, I think you should make it. And I said, I don't know how to make it. She's, well, you can buy a patent and you can learn. So I took her advice and went to a fabric store and I bought some pretty sparkly sequins, which attracted my eye. And that was the beginning of the sequin (laughs) extravaganza, right, Miss Yolanda? I think you're right. That was my dream dress. Well, the best part of it all was here's this girlfriend of mine who I thought was adorable and She had this beautiful dress, but I made my dress out of sequins and tulle, and I came in first place and won first prize. (laughs) And that's just the beginning of the Yolanda Salucci fashion story. When you were growing up, who was your role model? Actually, my mom, she had not much schooling, but she gave so much love, and she seemed to do it all, whether it was cooking or sewing or entertaining. We didn't have fancy dining room, but we had great food. And sometimes would have the dish on our lap, but that's okay. We still had fun. When you graduated from high school, did you have a career plan in mind? Did you know what you wanted to do with your life? Oh, not back then. 
I was in the accounting office at the Hood Rubber Company for a couple of years and loved it. I loved what I did, but I liked decorating and doing things. So at that company, I remember I was kind of the lead girl with everybody of getting them together to decorate and do things. (laughs) And I knew I had a knack, but I had to make a lot of my own clothes because we didn't have the money. So by doing that, I was amazed. People would say, I love that. Where did you buy it? And I said, I'd make it. And they said, could you make one for me? So this is how it started. You met and you married a very handsome man who I had the pleasure of meeting. Yes. Dan Salucci, the love of your life. 65 years married. Tell us how you met Dan. I went to lunch when I was working at the Hood Rubber Company with my friend, and she said, my friend from Oregon's in town, and we're going to have lunch. Why don't you join us? And we no sooner sat down for lunch, and we started talking, and his sister, who I did not know at the time, said, you'd be great for my brother, but he's going with someone. And I said, well, I'm going with someone, too. And she said, well, why don't you meet anyway? And I said, oh, I don't think so, because I have a boyfriend. And she said, well can I have a picture of you? Because I want to put it on his bureau tonight. Maybe you should get together. Oh and that's how goodness. it all started. She brought the picture home, put it on his bureau, and said, call this girl. And he did. And he did. You had two daughters together, Sandra and Linda. How did motherhood change you? Oh, it changed me a lot. You realize that everything is for the children. As much as you want to do things, you think of the kids first. And you're there to nurture them and teach them and give them value and let them know what you expect from them. And I was lucky because both girls turned out fabulous. The early years of your marriage, you ran into some financial stress. And here you have two small children to take care of, Sandra and Linda. Your hair started to fall out because you were so stressed. And that led to, tell me the rest of the story. Well, I had to go to work to help my husband at the time. I was losing my hair, and I had to get a job, so I went out and bought a wig, and I taught myself to cut and style it, and it was amazing. Every place I went, people would say, I love your hair, and I'd say, it's a wig, and they'd say, oh my gosh, my mom's losing her hair. Where did you get it? And I started telling, well, can you help us with that? And I started helping other people with their parents who needed a wig, and then I started going to hospitals because some of the girls had asked me. Their parents were sick or in the hospital. And by going to the hospitals to help these people, I was wearing a wig. And they were much more comfortable when I would take my wig off to show them what they could do to make themselves feel better. You ended up selling those wigs out of the trunk of your car while the girls were in the backseat. (laughs) Well, it was interesting because I was doing a lot of volunteer work. And one friend said one day, you know, you could make money doing that. And I can get you a license to pull wigs in from abroad, and I'll help you do it. And they did. And so we started importing wigs from Italy and France. Then I started buying wigs in New York and started going to beauty salons and seeing, did they have customers that needed it? So, of course, the days ran long sometimes. When the kids got out of school, they had to come with me on my stops. If they were really good, we'd stop for ice cream on the way back. (laughs) If you're really good this afternoon and you help mommy sell some wigs, there's some ice cream in your future. Right. You ended up having a little space inside a funeral home. 
It was an old funeral parlor that was going out of business. I went in and asked what the rent was, and they said 500 And I ran home and said to my husband, you know, we can have more of a normal life if I have my business outside of the home instead of in the house, which we did. And that was the start of a, a great career. Well, the idea of creating Yolanda's of Waltham came about as one-stop shopping, not just for bridal, but for fashion couture. Take me back to that moment when you said to yourself, I have an idea and I'm going to do this. Well, when I saw the space, I could sell wigs, but it was too big just to sell wigs. So I looked at one room and I saw that there was room for a beauty salon. And on the other room, I thought, wow, that would be great to put some dresses. And while they're looking at wigs, we could style them in the beauty shop and then we could help them get dressed for a fancy occasion. And we had a basement there. And I said, why not make a health club? an exercise room and a sauna and a steam. Of course, my husband then was doing very well, and he was a plumbing and heating contractor and a contractor. And he looked at the space, and he said, that's possible. I can do that for you. So he did help, and we got this little funeral parlor into a full-service salon where you could come, get your hair done, get a manicure, get a pedicure, get a wig, shop for the latest fashions, get a massage, and have an exercise class. Feel good, look good from the inside out, right? right? And like I like to say, one-stop beauty shopping. (laughs) What was it like to be married to somebody who not only listened to your dreams, but made them come true? He was the kind of guy that was a real macho man that worked with his hands, but he knew how. And I was always asking about, well, could we do this? And he'd say, okay. Just tell me what you want, and I'll try to create it for you. And he did each time. He was always there. He first kind of shrugged, like, what do you want to do now? And I'd say, what do you want, Yolanda? Let me make that happen for you. But he always did, and he was always there. He was an amazing man, a joy to be with. Raising the children, he always was beside me if I punished them. He'd say, if your mom said that, then that's where it is. We had, like everyone else, you have your little problems, but... All in all, it was just a match made in heaven. We were very lucky. At some point, the space in Waltham at the funeral parlor wasn't big enough for you and your plans. Again, you turned to Danny and he said, now what can I do for you, Yolanda? They offered us to buy the building and my husband said, you can buy the building. But to be honest with you, he said, I feel that you're going to still have the same problem. You don't have enough parking. There's not enough space for what you want to do. And we started looking for property and couldn't find it. Finally, he said, I just bought a piece of property, was a, a piece of land that he put a true family on, and he had just remodeled it all. And he said, what if I tear it down and build you a store? And I said, you're kidding. You just fixed it. And he said, yeah, but this is what you want, and this is your dream. So I'm going to turn it over to you for a dollar, which he did. And he did the work to take it down and build what I asked. I wanted a swimming pool in it for the exercise class. I wanted a coffee shop. I told him all these things. A floating staircase, as I recall. Viral staircase and all and marble floors and uh, chandeliers, sparkles. Right. And we had a deadline of like six months. He worked day and night. He worked his own job with his men. And after hours, he'd work all night till midnight to make it happen. 
I can tell you that Yolanda's of Waltham became the place that every bride from near and far would come. But so would her mom want to come. And there was not just bridal, but there was couture. There was clothes for working women. Right. A cut above what you would find in a regular store. Talk about that. As you work through any business, it just expands. It's like anything that you open and you start. You don't realize the potential that's out there. In the beginning, a lot of it was glitzy, glamorous clothes. And then we didn't want to go away from losing that client that didn't want that kind of lifestyle. So Vogue had come in and interviewed us, and they said, this is where beautiful lifestyles begin. And they gave me the title, and I said, it is. It's a lifestyle. So we started carrying basic dresses, adorable very inexpensive, some medium price, some high price. So you had your choice. You could shop on the first level for just everyday fashion. You could come up to the second level and you could have the dress of your dreams. And it was all there for everyone. And And a cup of coffee and a manicure and a pedicure and a spa (laughs) visit and go swimming. That's so visionary. Well, I think the nice thing about it was when we realized that Everybody that tried on clothes said, well, I'd buy it, but I got to lose a few pounds. And that's when we'd say, we'll go to the health club and we'll get the weight off and then we'll get you into that pretty dress. But we got up this dream uh, that I put together that worked out really well, that if you became a member of the health club, you would then get 10 to 20% off of everything on the second level. So it tied the people to us feeling that they were a VIP member. Not only were they going to lose weight, but now they're going to fit into that dress. Well, celebrities also came (laughs) calling, and you created an incredible, very long-time relationship with Fran Drescher. Yes. Natalie Cole would come whenever she was performing in Boston to get one of your beautiful creations. And when my husband Tom and I got (laughs) married in 2006, I came straight to Miss Yolanda. (laughs) What kind of an experience did you want women to have when they walked in the door? A feeling of... They were special. You know, it was not like walking into a store. You were walking into my home, which was your home now. We wanted you to feel welcome. We wanted you to feel comfortable. We wanted you to make your own suggestions of what your dream was because everyone has their own dreams of how they want to look. I never wanted just to sell a dress. I wanted it to be look. When we bought, we bought the right jewelry for the clothes, the shoes, the hosiery, the hats, the coats. And it became more and more involved to a point that there was a one-stop shopping. Once they bought the dress, they didn't even have to worry what color nail polish they were going to have to go find because we had it. What is your definition of style? Because it seems to be rooted, Miss Yolanda, in how the woman feels from the inside out. Absolutely. I didn't expect them to look like me, dressed with rhinestones and sequins and feathers and furs, because that's what I liked, and I felt good in it. Not everyone feels that way. Style is the confidence you have in carrying the outfit you're wearing. Did you develop a network of people to surround yourself with so that you could grow your business? Definitely. I still do. I'm friends with... All kinds of competition in my business. People that had other salons and stores and beauty salons. We always maintain the friendships. If I did not have the item, I would get on the phone and call them. We turned Yolanda's into an event center where you could order your cake from Montilio's. You could get your tuxedo from Mr. Tux. They were all little vendors in my salon that now gave everyone 
the confidence that they didn't have to run all around the place because it was easy parking. We had our own parking lot. They could stay for hours. And they'd pick out the gown, then they could pick the bridesmaids, and then they could go pick out their invitations. We had a travel agent, a florist, you name it. They could do it all in one stop. And by surrounding myself with all of these people, my customers became theirs. Their customers, they came in to order flowers and said, oh, what a cute dress in the window. Let me try it on. So it just worked. Your daughter, Sandra, has been a guest on the story behind her success and a good friend of mine as well. She says having you as a mom set a standard for her. You're kind of cut from the same sequin cloth. She is a designer. She hosted the TLC show, My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Tell me a little bit about Sandra. Sandra was always creative. As a child, she didn't want to buy a dollhouse. She wanted to make it, maybe out of old shoe boxes, but she was going to do it. She wanted to make her own doll's clothes. She didn't go in and buy them. Even up to her prom, she could have any dress she wanted. And she said, no, I want to make it. She not only made her dress, she made the gentleman's tuxedo. She wanted to feel recognized for what her accomplishments and feeling was. And she had her own style and she did a great job. And your daughter, Linda, a gorgeous woman, a very successful high fashion model. Talk about Linda. Linda was just a bubbly, happy girl. If she needed a button sewn on, she wasn't going to do it. She had asked Sandra to do it. (laughs) But she loved to dance. She danced and sang her way through life. She had so many friends. She was always partying. She was called the party girl. She got into modeling, and they fell in love with her because most models walk with a very serious look. Linda had a style. It was a happy walk. It was not a strut. It was dancing down the runway. And then if she saw someone that clapped, she would smile and wave at them. And it was like, that's just no way you would do that in Paris shows. But Linda didn't care. Linda felt, I'm going to have fun. And if you asked her what she did for a living, she never said she was a model. She said, I twirl. (laughs) That was her remark. My memory when I met Linda was that she had a certain presence, a certain glow that emanated from her. Absolutely. The it factor. Yes. Losing a child is the greatest pain of all. Uh No matter how old they are, they are still your baby. Right. Linda died of esophageal cancer in 2018 at only 57. Right. How did you handle that? And are you still handling it today? It's difficult, but they needed another angel in heaven and... She's up there dancing with the other angels and teaching them how to be happy and stay happy. And we will meet again someday. I do believe in that. Uh, But we try to keep her memory alive. I've been writing children's books now about her, which helps ease the pain because it brings back the joyous times we had together. We also raise money for St. Jude's Hospital for Children because when she was very sick, she used to say, you know, Mom, I'm lucky. And I'd say, what do you say you're lucky you have cancer? And she'd say, because I have you and I have support. There are many kids that have cancer and don't know why, and they don't have the support I have, and I'm so fortunate. So even in her darkest times, she always found a way to be cheerful and happy. So I realized if she could go on with the pain and the suffering she was going through and still try to make someone else happy, then I could do that too. You've created a series of children's books in her honor, as you just said. 
Lindy Lou and her dancing shoes and Lindy Lou's modeling debut. Was Lindy Lou a nickname that you had for her? Where did that come from? Her sons, when I started doing the books, they thought it would be a great idea to keep their mom's memory alive. And I said, I don't know, you know, just calling it Linda's, I don't know, maybe it doesn't relate to a child. And my grandson said, why don't we call it Lindy Lou? And I said, okay. That's it. And that was it. Well, speaking of things that have worked out really well in the philanthropy area, is the fundraising event that you have created called Our Girl Linda. Right. Actually, the models came to me, all her friends, Gina, Sonia, Hollis, they all approached me and said after she died, let's get together and do a dance party in Linda's honor. It doesn't have to be elaborate, just a fun time that we'll all be together and remember Linda. And then we thought about what Linda said about young people. And we thought about St. Jude's and they were so pleased to think we would do this. And so we've created this fund and we raise money all year long through the books. Every check that's written for the books through Amazon goes directly into the Our Girl Linda account, which then when it builds up, we send the checks to To St. Jude's. And we're over $50,000. Oh, congratulations. What an incredible legacy for your daughter. You've also got a television show, as if you're not doing enough in this (laughs) life of yours. It's all about fashion. It's on WCAC-TV in Walsam. I have to say, I'm so impressed with your interviewing (laughs) skills, Miss Yolanda. You do a great job. I try. Is that a joy for you? Do you like talking to people? I do. I love people and I learn a lot. And the shows have been very successful. They stop me on the street and they say, oh, my God, I saw that last week's show. It was so (laughs) interesting. I didn't know that was going on. Right. So now we've expanded it and I don't even have to look anymore. People call me and said, can I be on the next show? The book Beyond the Glitz and Glamour is over 300 pages worth of truth about your success story. What are the keys to entrepreneurship? Be open minded. Be happy for other people not to be selfish. Pursue your dreams. Even if someone says you're crazy, it's not going to work. Do it anyway. If that's what you want to do, you should try it. You lost your husband, Dan, in 2021 after 65 years of marriage. There must have been so many lessons in those 65 years about love and about what matters at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I was always Dan Salucci's wife. I wasn't Yolanda. When I left the shop and I came home to my home, whether it's here or in Lincoln, I opened the door. I was Mrs. Salucci. I was Dan's wife. And I listened to him. We shared things together and enjoyed things together. It was a give and take relationship. There were many times that I went to events that he really didn't want to go to, but he always went. But I think that the lessons learned is a give and take. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be great. But that comes with it. Nothing is perfect. Nothing is forever. So enjoy the moment. Enjoy the time. Don't worry too much. You are how old now, if I might ask? I'm 87. In about three weeks, I'll be 88. Unbelievable. (laughs) You are like the Energizer Bunny. You never stop. What is it that keeps your flame so strong? I believe in God. And if God wants me to do things, he guides me. And I go with my first gut feeling. I don't question myself. 
I know that life is to be enjoyed. That's why we're on this earth, to do things for people, to enjoy life. And there are times that we have our sadness, but we have to then push it aside and move on. Age equals wisdom. What has been the greatest life lesson for you? Having my first impulse that I should marry Dan. (laughs) I mean, if you feel strongly about someone and really strongly do it. That's the wisdom I can give people. Don't question yourself. Don't look into it too much. Don't listen to people around you. You can listen, but take your own advice. Because all in the end result is that's what makes you happy, is that inner little voice that tells you what to do. Final question for you. Miss Yolanda, thank you for having me here at your beautiful home. I adore you and respect you so very much. Right now, in this chapter of your life, what does success mean to you? Having a great family, that God has given me the chance to now look forward to another grandbaby, which I'm excited about, and to enjoy my kids, enjoy my friends. The lessons learned is enjoy the moment. It's not how long you live, it's how you live. And that's the story behind her success for this week. My thanks to fashion icon Yolanda Salucci for sharing her story with us today. What an incredible energy. I wish I could put it in a bottle. I'm always on the lookout for the next woman to profile, so if you know someone I should feature on the show, please let me know. Just go to my website, candyoterry.com. That's candy with a Y, O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. I'll have a new inspiring story for you next week. What's your story? I can't wait to hear it. 